Can you believe this nurse made 100K in one month? Yes, that's right. Not a year, but 100K in one month. Today, I get to interview my BB, business bestie, Dr. Kiana Jones, as she shares her journey from team mom to 100K months. Let's get into it. Hey, nurses. I'm Kiana. And I'm Crystal. And this is the Nurse Boss Shift, where a shift happens. We're here to help you shift your title from employee nurse to boss nurse. Step into your power as an entrepreneur and build a highly profitable business using the skills you already have and learn some new ones along the way. Let's get into it. Hey, hey, and welcome back to the Nurse Boss Shift. Today, we're doing things a little bit differently in which we love to highlight nurse entrepreneurs. So we thought, why not interview ourselves as nurse entrepreneurs. So I am going to chat with Dr. Kiana Jones today, and we're going to talk a little bit about her journey, how life has been for her as an entrepreneur, and what's next for her in her business. So welcome, Dr. Jones. Oh, thank <laughs> what do you, you prefer so being called? Having me. <laughs> do you prefer you Dr. Jones whatever. or Kiana? You can call me whatever. Just don't call me broke. (laughs) Right. That part. Well, I am so excited to be interviewing my BB, my business bestie today, and to talk a little bit about your journey um, of becoming an entrepreneur and how you got to where you are today. So first, um, like all of our episodes, we'll start off with what is your nursing background? Um, How long have you been a nurse? And all that good stuff. So, hey, y'all. Hi, nurse bosses. So, um, as you guys know, my name is Dr. Kiana Jones. I have been a nurse for going on 15 years, which is just crazy. Um, I actually started nursing non-traditionally. I entered into a master's entry clinical nurse program. It's big on the West Coast, but I, I think on the East Coast, there's not very many. They're just kind of starting to get over there. But I have a bachelor's degree in public health, a master's degree in nursing. Um, when I received my master's degree, it was not like a FMP. It was called a clinical nurse leader. And so we mm. took set for this certificate for a clinical nurse leader. And um, they had planned on us like, I don't, I still don't even understand what that CNL was for. Like, and I kept <laughs> that certification for four years, but I feel mm-hmm. like they wanted to put us in kind of similar to a CNS, but a okay. little different. I don't know, okay. some idea they had. But so um, I started in critical care. I worked there um, as a full-time nurse for about three years. And then I started doing um, teaching and also working as a per diem nurse and ultimately ended up in administration where I worked as house super five years before I started um, dabbling into business. I started in business as a permanent makeup artist. Although people know me as like aesthetics and med spa, it's not where I started. I started um, as a permanent makeup artist and my spa was pretty much a day spa where I offered treatments that were non-medical, like bee steaming and teeth white, cosmetic teeth whitening and the ombre brow. And so from there grew into aesthetics people started asking me, Hey, how did you open up your med spa? And I started helping nurses do that. And so that's pretty much where I am now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I think it's important to know, um, 
because there are nurses who have a similar story to yours in which you were a teenage mom, um, a young mom and got your GED and all of that to be mm-hmm. now PhD. Tell us a little bit about mm-hmm. that journey. Yeah, that's a really good one. I forgot about that. Not for <laughs> um, So, yes, I um, had my daughter at 17 and I had to drop out of high school because I had to take care of her. And so I ended up getting my GED uh, and I went to an adult school where I, I think it was like a six week program. Okay. It was in Compton, right here in LA in Compton. Yes. And I obtained like my CNA. And so I worked as a CNA for about, I want to say it was probably like eight, nine months. Okay. I was probably 19 at the time. And it, I absolutely hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I hated it bad though. Yeah. And it was because I worked in a, a subacute hospital. Okay, And you guys can imagine back then, that was probably, gosh, I'm going to date myself, but like I was 19. So that was like 24 years, 20, let me see my daughter. Oh, that was like 20, 23 years ago. And listen, the treatment for CNAs was absolutely horrible. And you know, Mm. everybody knows, so I'm not talking trash about um, CNAs at all. Cause I love CNAs, but a lot of times in those skilled nursing facilities and subacute facilities, they mm. do not treat CNAs fair. And, um, yeah. I was working there and I, I just couldn't do it anymore. So I ended up leaving, but you know, I was really, um, I knew it's so funny when I think back during that time, I didn't know I was going to come back to being a nurse because I left and I thought I never want to even see the hospital again. And I worked in the call center for about three or four years. (laughs) And I thought I wasn't going to ever want to be back in the hospital. But when I started back school, somehow I got segue back into nursing. Um, And so, yeah, I ended up back here, but it, it was definitely it was definitely a journey, but you know, mm-hmm. when I started on it, I didn't know how things were going to end up, but yeah. I was determined to just have a different life for my daughter. So yeah, yeah, I did. I had my GED, but I didn't let it stop me for sure. Yes. Yeah. I just think that is such an amazing story. How you went from GED and rose above the majority of the population yes. <laughs> to, um, get your PhD, um, get your NP, yeah. FNP, and to become the yeah. woman that you are today. So I just think that is so amazing. And it just go, you know, speaks as a testament that God had a blessing over your life. And no matter what obstacles got in your way, you are going to become the person that you, you know, that you are today. So yes, kudos to you. Oh, for sure. Kudos to you. Thank you. So yeah, when you started you. your, <laughs> when you started your permanent makeup business, I know that you were making six figures in that business, right? So where was the mm-hmm. shift where you thought like, okay, this is something because at that point you're almost replacing what you're making as a nurse. So did you think that it was even possible when you started? Were you surprised yourself or how was that transition? I, you know what? I knew it was possible because there were other permanent makeup artists in my area. One young lady I can think of in particular back then who was charging $1,500. And so to do brows and it was taking her two hours. 
and she would have wow. three clients a day. So mm. she was making a killing. So that's why I was so interested in it because I was like, oh, this is good money. But here's yeah. where the shift happened for me. Okay. I was still exchanging time for money. Mm. And so what I thought was, okay, I'll, you know, leverage my nursing background and I'll get into aesthetics because, oh, I can make really good money and not have to work as hard. Because even though permanent makeup doing brows is definitely easier than working at the bedside, don't get me wrong, but it's still like bending over two and a half, three hours. You know, you can only make as much as you can in a day. It's only 24 hours. There's a ceiling. And so then I was like, okay, well with aesthetics, I can make a lot more, you know, and one micro needling session, I could profit $500 for 30 minutes. Like, okay, it's it's looking better. So that's what made me (laughs) make the shift because I was still, I was thinking, okay, I'm tired. Like, cause I was still working. And so even though I had the clients now I'm building up the clientele, I was like, dude, I am tired, like still. And like, then I had to really remember why I'm doing this too. Like, I'm not Mm -hmm. trying to leave one job and then have another job, even though it's my own business. So yeah, it's better to have my own, but it's still, I'm still missing time with my kids, not being able to do things and on someone else's time, even if it's just my client. So it was then I realized, okay, wait, (laughs) the math ain't mathing. (laughs) I got to do something different. And so that's that's how I actually was like, okay, yeah, I got to something. It's not enough. (laughs) Yeah. And I tell nurses all the time from my experience in business is that you can easily go from being a burnt out nurse to being a burnt out entrepreneur if you don't set things up right, because you're still trading time for money. And at the end of the day, like you said, there's only so many clients you can take if if your income is dependent on how many clients you see per day. So it's good that you got yes. <laughs> that idea pretty soon and um, mm-hmm. made the shift yeah. into what you are doing now. So you got into aesthetics yeah. and then you were doing that and you learned and, and I'm sure, um, or you can, you can tell us that people were probably coming to you like, how did you do that? Or how did you start in aesthetics? Um, and then you decided, okay, I'm going to take this knowledge and create a coaching program. So what was the transition into, into that space? Cause you were already teaching permanent so, brows, which is kind of how we met. Um, yeah. well, one of the yeah, other ways we met exactly. in brows. Um, yeah. but then you got into aesthetics and started coaching on that. How did that happen? Yeah. So I, first of all, I have, I've been in academia for 11 years. Right. And I loved it. I really, I absolutely loved it. And I, but I never thought that that would transition into my business. Like I would be using Mm -hmm. those skills in my business. So to be an educator is second nature for me. Right. But I had been taking trainings from people Mm -hmm. and they were trash. <laughs> they were absolutely right. trash. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm, you know, not to too much. I, I'm legit. Like I literally know what I'm doing. Right. And then, yeah. and it's not that I'm like throwing shade at them. It's just like, they had the courage and I didn't. So I had mm-hmm. to call myself out on my shit. Like mm. you don't, you're not, I can do it. 
I don't need nobody yeah. to tell me. I don't need the the uh, president to tell me anything. I have this knowledge. I can help people. And so because I had already had the momentum from the brow course, because I was helping people um, start their brow businesses, it was just, it was a no brainer when people started reaching out to me for aesthetics, honestly. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, it's really interesting because it, it kind of took place almost at the same time. Like I was already building, cause see, I, you know, I'm a firm believer. You only have to be a couple of steps ahead before you can reach back and help somebody else. And yes. so I was like building and learning as I was also helping people who just had to go through the whole mindset shift before they were even, you know, ready to start their business, but they were like, this is what I want to do. So it was absolutely a no brainer for me because I, people were, I mean, when I tell you so many DMs, so many people like just mm. so inspired and wanting to do it. And here I am thinking like, okay, it's like, I still am learning, like I'm growing, but I know that I know more than them. So at least right. if they could see that, okay, listen, I'm going to get you started and then you'll see that it's possible because all of the things that you thought you couldn't do, first of all, you were looking at the in the wrong place you know, you, you absolutely can do right. these things and here's why. So it kind of went from there to that. And then it just took off. But again, I was just one step in front of the other and making sure that, you know, I was learning and making sure that I was helping people start their businesses correctly. And yeah, yeah. just took off from there. Who knew? Okay. This is a question <laughs> that just came to mind hearing you talking. And I just want to know, do you think that these <laughs> people's courses that we all or we both have taken trash courses from several different people but do you think they're trash because they don't know how to teach or you think they're trash because they're just trying to make a quick buck off people i just want to know your thoughts on that i have i'm gonna i'm gonna answer that question with a story i had a client okay. that i trained on ombre brow okay this client by the time i finished training her she was training somebody else Mm. And <laughs> I don't know had she even taken and I was and here's the thing about the whole coaching training market. Yeah. There ain't nothing you can do about it. I, I can't do nothing. I can't stop her. I couldn't do right. nothing. Right. Like one thing about like being a nurse, you can't just go to Sally Sue and she now you a nurse, right? Yeah. But you can be certified certified. So, um, yeah. It, so yes, there, to answer your question, she <laughs> trained with me just to start training people. And I thought, you know, and I, and I actually reached out to her and I was just telling her and I, you know, I wasn't rude cause it's, that's her thing and people should vet their people and whatever. But yeah. I was just like, you know, you, do you think you're ready to train already? And she's just like, yeah, like all it is, is this and that. And I'm just like, well, it's more to that. And, you know, us as being nurses, so it's permanent makeup. You don't have to be a nurse to do it. But yeah. we know about, you know, bloodborne pathogen and like hepatitis, yeah. like, you know, the things that you want to be careful for when you're dealing with blood and blood products. Right. But yeah, she went out and started training. So there absolutely are people out there who are just training to make money. And that yeah. irks my soul. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. Okay. I just want to it touch on that. Myself. Moving along. That was like a BB oh, yeah, um, insider. <laughs> a BB insider question. <laughs> so let's talk about money because 
we have a lot of aspiring nurse entrepreneurs listening to us. And I think it's very important to let them know how much you can make um, or the potential of how much you can make starting your own business um, and taking back trading time for money. So in your coaching business, I know you um, recently had a hundred K plus month. How did that happen? Mm -hmm. How did that happen? And what was the work up to that? You know what? The work was really being laser focused on serving people and helping people. That's what it was. Like I finally, you know, when you reach the point where you can disconnect yourself from your serving of others from money, that's when the money comes. Because when you are connected to it, you're focused on lack. You're focused on like, I don't have enough money. I'm trying to make money. I'm trying to make money. I'm trying to make money. But if you focus on serving and you're solving a problem for people, the money will be slapping you in the back of the head because Mm -hmm. you have a solution for their problem. If somebody is thirsty and there is one uh, cooler and that person is the only one to have a cooler and they got... 100 waters in there, but there's 300 people at the event, they can charge whatever they want for that water. (laughs) Right. And it's 100 degree weather, right? They can, I would pay $100 for that bottle of water, especially if I can't get out. Mm -hmm. Right. So a lot of people that happened with me finally realizing that like, I need to stop focusing on a lack of money. And by then, I was I was still working per diem when I first started, but pandemic had hit soon after. And then um, I was just cranking out all of my knowledge. I saw these people, you know, like I always say, far less educated, not to say you have to be educated either. I've learned mm-hmm. that I, my coaches don't have the educational level, educational level I am, but I have, but they have way more money than me and way more experience than <laughs> right. me because they spent their time learning uh, in yep. the school of hard knocks while I was learning in academia. Okay. And getting my PhD, which right. I'm not even using, but that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> but anyway, so I went through that where I was just really focused on, you know, serving and solving a problem. And so that led to me just starting to share my journey, being very transparent, being my authentic self, Like the best gift I gave to me and my business was showing up as my true self and not, you know, being the person that people may have wanted me to be, or even I thought they wanted me to be, I don't even know if they wanted me to be that person. It was my assumption. Right. But to just start showing up as my true self. And then from there, you know, leveraging, you know, social media and then becoming the person that people go to for starting their med spa. And that kind of snowballed and then investing in myself because I never am Mm -hmm. without a coach. So paying uh, coaches to help me, you know, really get my strategy and, you know, get my offer together. And that led to my first 100K month, which was $122,000. And I'm a nurse. So, you know, we don't, we we count in shifts. (laughs) Yeah, in a month. And we count in shifts. And as nurses, we're happy to get that. Right. We're happy to get that as a nurse in a year. Like we think, I know I thought like, okay, once I'm getting hundred K a year, like I've made it. And then you slowly 
or you quickly realize like, yeah. wait a minute, this hundred K <laughs> ain't adding up to nothing. I'm still struggling. I'm not still enough. living check by check. Um, and you made a hundred K 120,000 in one month. Yeah. That's amazing. It was, it was, it was so amazing. The experience and it, it felt like, Honestly, I was just watching the account like every time someone was, it was just like 10,000 this day, 15,000 this day. And I'm just thinking, you know, and now I've built this course and now my clients are getting results, of course. And I'm working like six hours total mm-hmm. for a total of six weeks, you know, because I've <laughs> already created the digital side. I have, you know, and the real work is just getting the people in, introducing them to the the offer, and and you know, just right. really showing up, right? Um, yeah. It was it was it's just it's been an amazing experience, and then it just you know branching off into other things because you see right. you start to see the market differently, you know. Yeah. And um, it's it's helped me so much as far as just really um, being more an, a, an authority figure, right. For nurses to mm-hmm. say like, you know, not, uh, on a bragging, like, Oh, I made this much, mm-hmm. but it's like, Hey, listen, if I did it, no, you don't understand. You really can. You, do you hear my yeah. humble beginnings? Do you understand like yeah. GED? I dropped out of mm-hmm. high school, teenage mom. Mm-hmm. And like, I've been able to do this you can yeah. too. So yeah, it, right. was, it was a euphoric experience for sure, but it, it definitely gave me authority and confidence to like be able to share my story and get other nurses to do the same thing. Yeah. And that's why I thought it was, or I think it's so important to highlight your backstory. Cause you know, we know from coaching nurses that they'll give any excuse as to why, you know, we always say this, why you can do it and nobody else can, but your backstory is so important because it's like, really, if you can do it, anybody can, we just have to put in the work, um, to be able to do so and have having the right support, the coaching, the community. Um, cause I know you also stated that your, um, the coach that you had, you learned so much just from being in the community and not so much from the actual coach itself. Cause you made this like in the Mm -hmm. first couple months of you really taking that scary Mm -hmm. leap. We could talk, that's a whole other episode, taking that scary leap to invest in this coach who was not cheap. Um, And you did this hundred plus K month in the first few months of you being with that coach. And I know how you Mm -hmm. highlight and you can touch a little bit on how it wasn't even necessarily necessarily the coach at that time because you're just entering the program but it was the community around mm-hmm. you and seeing all these other people mm-hmm. who didn't have such high acc- accolades making this money mm-hmm. um and you saw the effort they were putting in and how they hustled so hard and went so hard and that's what inspired you and, and made you able to know that you can make this amount of money as well and touch and touch as many nurses as you as you did exactly cuz community is so <sighs> You know, it's so important. I can't even, you know, express how valuable it is Mm -hmm. and it can really make or break you. So it's like, just like being in a community of like those who are lazy, who are, you know, just always negative that can affect Mm -hmm. you being in a community with action takers and those who are positive, no excuses that can affect you too. So you have to choose 
what you're doing. And I always say that about nurses because it's like, you will sit at that nursing station and you guys <laughs> kind of, and I say you guys, I mean, we, you know, we <laughs> will sit up there and bond over our traumas, <laughs> but no, and day in and day out and year after year after year. Mm -hmm. And, and this was validated for me when I worked during the pandemic, because I was, you know, picking that, picking up that assignment, that travel eight week travel assignment. And I'm at the nurse's station and I'm saying, wow. This is a hospital I've never been in and a community I've never been. And the conversation is still the same. Same. The complaints yeah. are still the same. Yeah. These people are going to be here until they retire. If they don't get sick first, bonding mm. over their traumas. Yeah. That's not a good environment to be in because nobody's doing anything about it. So like, it's more important. In those situations, I feel like that you have community so you can have other forward thinkers who can introduce new ideas to you right. and get your mind to just thinking about other possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. And that, so and that, that is why I created it. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that branched off to a community, the nurse boss mom. That's why I created that. It's like, mm -hmm. because it's so necessary. We really do need each other <laughs> Absolutely, as a community. And, and your nurse boss inner circle, which I'm in, um, that community itself in the same, um, it's, I get you all the time. So um, I get, I have you in my ear all the time telling me I can do it, but just seeing the other my other sisters in the community just doing their thing and having different ideas and, oh, I found this out. Like that is so important and needed. And I feel like I get on my soapbox about community and coaching. And it's not because I want people to come to me for coaching, but it's just because yeah. it has been so important in my life um, in elevating mm -hmm. to the next level because same thing. When I was thinking about entrepreneurship, thinking about getting my NP, everyone I work with was like, why would you do that? We make such good money. Why would you? And then guess what? COVID hit. Now everyone hates it. But if I would have listened to them, um, mm -hmm. then I would have been still stuck having no options. So yeah. it's so important to have um, not just, like you said, us as nurses, we, we definitely love bonding over that trauma at the nurse's station, but you need another outlet of people who are taking action and doing different things, especially if you find yourself burnt out and find yourself miserable at the place that you work at. Um, community is just so important to have others around you who are doing major things to show you that you can do it as well. Yeah. And here's a hint. It's not going to be your family. <laughs> mm -mm, Don't no. think you're going to leave nursing station and have it at the kitchen table. It's not happening. Okay. <laughs> it's really not happening there. Like you're a nurse. You got this good job making good money. Why would you ever want to leave? All you have to do is work three shifts a week. That's so easy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Ooh, that's they, not, they not it. <laughs> <laughs> So right. um, I want to know, as um, we talked a little bit about your background, so what lessons from, because we all pull from our background and you being a teenage mom was, I don't want to say a long time ago, but it was a while ago. But what lessons do you still pull from that time? <laughs> what lessons do you still pull from that time that help you out today? You know, um, 
this is really when before I actually even started school, there was one huge lesson that I often reflect on. And I, I think I've told this before, but I love to tell it. So I'm telling it. <laughs> um, I wasn't a nurse. I was actually working at a call center and I had probably been there for about two or three years and they were laying us off. And it was my first introduction to uh, the power of believing in myself. And I take it with me all the time now Mm -hmm. because I wanted to go back to school so bad. And, but I had bills, you know, and nobody supported it by now. I'm Mm -hmm. like 21, I think. And now I look back and I'm like, that is such a baby. If somebody came to me at 21, (laughs) I'd be like, girl, you still got time, right? But at that time it felt like, I can't do it. I'm old, you know, like people go straight at 18 and here I am 21 and I had a baby. So I was way more mature probably for my age. But anyway, I had an out, like I had been, I couldn't figure out how I could do it. And then they laid us off. We were getting laid off. And so we got our notice and we were going to get a severance package and school was going to start that January. And I think they notified us like in, um, probably September. And so all of a sudden they gave us an option to leave early because we weren't going to close until like May or something. And they gave us an option to leave early. And I had no plan because nobody knew we were going to get laid off. And I probably, honestly, I probably would have still been working there had they not laid us off. Cause even back then I was told I had a good job. Right. And so by other people like, Oh my God, you make it how much an hour girl, you better, you know? So when that happened, I felt like it was my opportunity to do more and really become the best version of myself. And so I took the early severance package against everybody's suggestion. My mom, my at the time boyfriend who became my husband, who is now my ex-husband, um, <laughs> um, friends, <laughs> everybody. Um, I took, they kept telling me like, you know, what you going to do? You got this, you got Carno, you got this. I was like, I don't know. I don't care, but it's going to work out. And of course we're here. So we know it did work. It did work out and I won't go in through everything, but that is a huge. So anytime and things Mm -hmm. always go differently than what I want them to do, but (laughs) I always hold on to that. And I know it's going to work out a hundred percent of the time it does. So yeah. I may, the anxiety comes from us not being able to control it. Cause we, we want to know mm-hmm. what the outcome is going to be. We don't want to just be like, Oh, it's going to work out. We want to know like right. what that workout looks like. But right. um, that has been an important lesson that I've taken with me throughout my journey. And even in entrepreneurship is like, it's going to work out when I was crying in the subway parking lot. Cause I know how to pay my lease It's going to work out. You know, yes. when I didn't have, any money and my credit was horrible and I couldn't even get loans to sustain my business is going to work out. And it has because, and the only reason it's worked out is because I never gave up. Failure was just not an option. That's the only difference between those who are actually successful and those who are not. Those who give up and those who don't. That's it. Exactly. So good. So good. Um, in talking about your, your kids. So you now have, your kids are 10 years apart, 25. Yes. So I have, I have a total. Mm -hmm. You you still look like you're 25. So that's okay. (laughs) 
Oh, thank you. I have um I have a total of um five. I have two bonus, right? And then I have three biological, and they are all ten years apart. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. So what legacy and building um, because you become an entrepreneur, you start making money and then you get to a place where you're like, okay, things are sustaining. So, um, I'm following that. But then as the money keeps flowing in, you start thinking of investments to make and making it <clears throat> more of a long-term, um, legacy. So I want to ask you, what legacy mm-hmm. do you want to leave for your children? I love that question, actually. Um, listen, I love coaching, right? But it's one of those things where, you know, we don't control what can happen. Um, Anything can happen. You know, I, the internet, they can cut off. I don't know, whatever. Like it's, it's so, so I really, uh, my focus is to make sure that my kids have something that no one can take from them. I can't endorse them a how to start a med spa course. (laughs) So I want to take that and the funds from that and, you know, property, get them property and, you know, make sure that my Mm -hmm. life insurance policy is there, making sure that the trust is there. You know, that is what's important for me, for my kids. I want to create a, and, and generational wealth. And I, it's so cliche to say generational wealth, because I do feel like there's a lot of value in going through the hard work part. I don't want to mm-hmm. set my kids up and then they end up just taking it, blowing it and don't even appreciate it. So I do want yeah. them to have some sort of working ethic that I've shown them. Um, but I, I definitely want to make it so that they at least are given a leg, oh, a leg up. You know what I'm saying? So like going to college, not having to worry about loans, you know, um, able to have the down payment for their home, you know, things like that is so important for me. And it's not just about money. It's just, it's just, I don't want them to have to enter into adulthood in debt. In struggle. So this is, this is what is that is doing for them. And hopefully they'll take it and they'll, you know, snowball it more for the next generation and the next generation. That that's my hope. Yes, yes, yes. Um, okay, so in our nurses who are listening, since you love coaching, so they're they're like your babies too. Um, what would you? Yeah. What advice would you give um, to the nurse who is on the fence about entrepreneurship? They flirted with the idea, but they're just too scared to take that leap. What advice would you give them? So uh, this is going to sound really crazy, but. <laughs> I want to, two things. I'll give you a, a upward and a downer. <laughs> Let's do the upper first, okay? okay? Or which one you want first? You want the downer or the upper first? <laughs> you want me to take you down and then bring you back up? Or yeah, you want to yeah. bring me up down, and then take, take me, me down? down. <laughs> no, take, me, take me down okay. and then bring you back up. <laughs> okay, here's the downer. You're dying. We all mm. are. There is no (laughs) do-overs. There is no do-overs. What you are afraid of is in your mind. And one thing about it, you do not want to be on your deathbed wishing you had done anything or living in regret. 
That is one of the most pivotal pivotal uh, moments when I was going through my mindset journey about five years ago. I heard Les Brown tell that story and I always tell it because it yeah. impacted me so much. Do you want to be on your deathbed? And then all of the, the, uh, the, uh, what he called them, the, uh, souls that you could have brought to life from the visions that you've been given and the ideas that they're over you saying, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you bring me to life? Only you could have, you've been blessed and you've been given this and seeded. This has been seeded in you and only you could have brought it to fruition, but you didn't because you was too Mm. afraid. And there is nothing you can do about it. I think about the older people who look back and they talk all the time about like, you know, the things that they should have done that they didn't have the courage to do. And now they end up in this, everybody, we're all going to get there. Yeah. So do it, do (laughs) it. What is the worst thing that could happen? And always people say failure. So what? It's not Mm -hmm. failure. It's a lesson. You're learning something. You're taking something away from this experience. And that's how you know you're alive. If everything Mm -hmm. was just so perfect and great, that's not living. If if we're always up, then how will we know when we're down? How will we know Mm -hmm. what up feels like if we've never had a down? We appreciate the ups when we've had a down. But if everything is up, we don't even know. So that so that's the downer. Okay, now bring me up. The I'm upper down. is <laughs> <laughs> the upper is you guys, we are nurses. And right. people always, unfortunately, <laughs> will always be sick to some capacity. Mm. Worst case scenario is you go back to being an employed nurse. Is that really the worst thing? But you've tried everything. Yeah. And even in some cases, you get to go back and you even appreciate it more. Because mm-hmm. maybe you've tried things and you're like, okay, this isn't, okay, you know what? I don't want to be trying to handle all that business stuff. I like to go to work and go home and not have to. Great. Mm-hmm. But you experienced it to know it. Other than that, you won't. So just know you always going to have a yeah. job. You always can be an employee. Exactly. Don't oh, it. so great getting to <laughs> getting to know you a little better through this episode. Um, I hope that our listeners can. I know that they will be able to um, get some value out of what we talked about today in your journey and where you are now, where you have come and your accomplishments. Um, so tell us a little bit about what's next for Lux Beauty and Wellness and Lux Beauty and Wellness Academy. What do you have coming up? So pretty much and nurse I am mob. just built and the inner circle and nurse boss mob. <laughs> right. Listen, Dr. Jones is changing the landscape for what nurse entrepreneurship looks like. Yes. And I have, this is, this is a, an assignment that I have. And it, it stems from me trying to be accepted in early on in the only large nursing entrepreneur organization that was out there and they didn't accept me and I never forgot it. And I made it a mission, my personal mission to be the change that I wish to see. So there's a lot that's going on for, you know, Dr. Jones, Lux Beauty Academy and Lux Beauty and Wellness. But the main thing is getting nurses to charge their worth 
and add tax. That's my goal. Mm. Yes. Well, thank you so much for talking to me today. Um, it's been an amazing conversation. If you guys have enjoyed this episode, I urge you to please share it with your nurse bestie, the one that you sit in the nursing station and complain with. <laughs> share this episode with them so that they can get some value and maybe start seeing things different and thinking differently um, and getting the wheels turning on how they can make the change in their life to giving them a better life. So please subscribe to the podcast. Leave, leave us a comment and a review. And until next time. Bye. <laughs> bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We hope that you had as much fun as we did. And most importantly, got tons of value from this conversation. Post your biggest aha moments and tag us on social. You can find all of our info in the show notes. And if you love the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave us a review. We're so grateful for each and every one of you and cannot wait to see you crush it in your businesses. Talk to you next time.